Back to the podcast. We are here today with Rowan Bigham, who is our lower Montessori teacher, grades one through three. Welcome, Rowan. Hi, thanks for having me. I made sure to wear some special socks for everyone to see <laughs> on the podcast today. You'll just have to describe them for us, I guess, since people won't actually see them. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> thank, thank you for making the time to be here this morning. Um, I just wanted to get a better understanding of Montessori for those of our listeners who may not know so much about it. So if you could just, what's the overarching philosophy of Montessori? Right. So I'll just say it's really hard to ex- explain everything about Montessori in a real short amount of time. But sure. for the most part, Maria Montessori, who developed the Montessori philosophy in the um, she, she sat and really observed children and their developmental process and was able to figure out um, special or what are they, sensitive periods that children can really understand um, certain fundamental aspects of education okay. and was able to put that into a program. So it's a, it works with the development of the child and then working from concrete to abstract mm-hmm. and then also the it starts always with big picture goes breaks it down into details and then pulls it back out to the big picture and so oh, we're talking cool. from infancy to graduation and i know <laughs> students are typically grouped by grade levels how does how does that work what's the thinking behind multi-grade so multi-grade is one of the biggest characteristics of a Montessori classroom. And it's about, um, it's all about the cycle, I guess would be the best way to explain it. So a first grader coming into my classroom, I teach first, second, third, um, ages six to nine, typically. Uh, A first grader is at the lower um, of the cycle, but they're seeing what is expected of them. They're seeing the work that they're gonna get to they are also being taught by the older children um which for the older children is not only a review but it's also the best way to learn is by teaching someone else um and then there's a lot of community involvement um leadership roles teamwork all of that cool that all, all culminates um one of my favorite things is watching first graders come in and have no idea how to manage their time or to balance social with work and by the time they're in third grade they can do all of those things and I think I know adults that can't manage their time so I think it's really important yeah I was going to say that's an amazing skill to be able to develop so young I agree with you and it wasn't until really college that I realized you know how hard it was to teach other people because I thought I understood this math pretty well and then I went to explain it to a friend and I realized I didn't understand it super well. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's important. Yeah. How, how much training did it take to become a Montessori teacher? Um, so the amount of training is very intense. Uh, a lot of hours. I know when I went through, it was just Monday through Friday, but we had to be there at 8.30 sharp until 4.30. Wow. Um, and it is hours-wise 
almost a master's. Wow. So it's a whole nother. Um, in fact, you can apply your certification to certain master's programs and, and only have like one or two classes you have to take before you get your degree. Amazing. And is that specifically like for lower L, if you wanted to become an upper elementary teacher, would you have to go through that entire thing again? Or how does that work? So this is a, a newer um, thing, more recent, where they've added on the upper L if you already have lower L. Ah. So, so for me, for example, I have my lower elementary certification. I could go back and be able to add on to it. It's not as intense, okay. but like when another teacher here went through it for just upper L, she had a more intense, does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, but for each, uh, they have infant, toddler, that's a whole summer also. Um, lower L, I think that they're adding lower and upper, and then their secondary, which right. is, yeah, so. Interesting. Um, so knowing that there's really no typical day, what's a typical day like <laughs> in your classroom for those of us who aren't fortunate enough to get to pop in regularly? Well, you do pop in pretty regularly, <laughs> although always typically during silent reading. That happens um, to actually, be true. Our days look are very uh, routine. Okay. Um, one thing I've learned is that routine is key mm -hmm. for these children, any child. Um, but so you, for in my class, especially here at Barron, you would come in first thing in the morning. We always start with silent reading, which is a good way to get children in a peaceful manner. And then also it encourages the love of reading. Um, but then then I always start them off with a journal prompt, but then um, they go into individual work, which every single child has a work plan, and on the work plan it tells them what's expected daily and then also weekly. So they get to kind of choose. Um, it's very big in choice. Mm -hmm. They get to choose as long as they touch certain things daily. They can choose anything from the curriculum. Um, we do direct a lot. But then I also... Uh, will pull small groups, meaning first grade, and give them a lesson specifically for first, and then second grade, and third grade. And then um, two or three times a week, we do a large group lesson where everyone's involved and we're all learning about something, um, but it's layered. So the follow-up first graders have something very different than uh, third graders. Okay, I was gonna say, otherwise it seems like you could, you could only do those lessons again like every four years um, but I guess if they're layered then that explains how you could how you could repeat a lesson that's right and, and that's actually a really another big part of the philosophy is the layered approach mm -hmm. because like my my son is three he's in the Montessori school and he's already doing a binomial cube which wow. I mean as a three-year-old he doesn't understand what a binomial is but he's working with the materials so that when he gets to that abstract he already has the concrete pictures in his head that's amazing um and yeah i um you know i also realize you know as i'm learning things some things i still think of as i learned them in fourth grade and some mm -hmm. things i have a more sophisticated understanding because i've revisited them since then and and so i that makes intuitive sense to me also um what do you what do you, kind of skills or concepts do you think that students gain from Montessori? they might not in a more typical classroom 
Well, so we've already touched about um, like the time management right. and then also the, the balance of social and work time. Um, but I do think that because Montessori is so structured like and so laid out, like our uh, curriculum follows the same scales in this school as opposed to a Montessori school in Italy, they're doing the exact same curriculum in the same way. Um, so I think the fact that they have uh, these very concrete materials mm -hmm. from the time that they enter Montessori until they leave, I really do, I do feel like that those pictures um, are a very big part of it. They, they go into higher learning, really having a strong foundation. And I'm not saying that they don't in, in, in the other classes. Of but, course, absolutely. Um, uh, there's a reason for the colors. There's a reason for the way we do, uh, you know, and it's all working on development of the child and what they need at that age. That's great. So what are some of your favorite parts about, about being a Montessori teacher? I mean, that's hard. <laughs> I, I love the movement. I love being able to watch children make their own choices and then learn from you know, maybe I didn't do this right this time. Um, I like being able to sit back and see children do. It, it looks so chaotic yeah. coming into my classroom. I know that just from sitting in here. <laughs> but also knowing that I could walk up to any of them and um, and say, oh, what are you doing? Are you having issues? Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about this work? And, and really just having those conversations and being able to see it um, from that perspective. I love that, and I and I always think you learn more from your mistakes than from your successes. So yeah. just what you pointed out, you know, great, you messed up. How are you going to fix it? Mm -hmm. um, anything that's particularly challenge challenging in the role of a Montessori teacher? I think just uh, the fact that you have three grade levels and everyone's totally different places. Right. Um, but at the same time, it keeps me not feeling stale. Like I'm getting to to teach fraction equivalents today, and then also how to add two plus two, you know, like totally different parts of the curriculum, but like, um, or different levels, Right. but it's fun. So it seems like, I mean, when we talk about differentiation, you're, you're definitely, that's, that's a big focus of the Montessori classroom. Yeah, Montessori is all about different, it's very, about each child individually and what their interest is also. I can uh, cater. I have one child right now who's very, very above what we're doing, mm -hmm. um, or at least in his grade level. So I've been able to really cater to his interest and get him involved in that way so he can do research. And oh, wow. Like that. That's yeah. really great. I mean, really, to be able to individualize it like that is very special. Um, and just my, my final question for you is if you could share a success story or two from your years at Barron Academy that we think are approximately six. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, So I've been, I just wanna say, you know, a success story, it, it depends. Like do you, like successes every day, there's small ones every day. Fantastic. I actually, so I'm just gonna go ahead and, and link it to what's happening right now. I just got an email from a parent my very first year here, my first two years, I had a student. They're now in New York, and the mother asked me to, to 
send a video for his bar mitzvah. Oh, wow. And um, this child came in. I mean, I think about him all the time. I constantly bring him up. He's doing so well, like flourishing in middle school um, because of some of the foundations we have. He loves reading. He's in higher math, um, things like that. I Those are the big successes I really like to hear about. But... I think one of my favorite ones, I had a student come in, couldn't speak a word of English, and by the time she left at the end of her second grade year, I didn't get her third, third I was really upset, but she <laughs> could read better than some of my English-speaking students. Wow. Um, she could uh, diagram sentences with no problem. She understood grammar. Um, so that kind of success, I think it's what you're asking about. Absolutely. And I, it, it was phenomenal to watch, and I still get email updates um, from her family as well. Oh, that's so special. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for spending this time with us, Rowan Bigham. And again, we, we really appreciate it, and I appreciate this insight into the world of Montessori. Yeah, anytime. Thank, thank you. you. Have, have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye.